The opinions expressed on the ACB Media Network are those of the content providers and should not be viewed as an endorsement of any product or service. Nor does it reflect the views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Good evening, everyone. I see people are still coming in, but we're going to get started so we can give our presenter as much time as possible. Um, for those that you don't know my voice, my name is Tom Tobin. I'm the president of ACB Diabetics in Action. And I'm really excited to welcome all of you to this great presentation we're going to have tonight. Um, like Chanel's message, before we get into some of the uh, introductions and the meat of our meeting tonight, a few uh, housekeeping uh, reminders. Um, please, everyone, mute and stay muted during the presentation so there's no background no noise or distractions. That's very helpful. So if you could please do that, otherwise I will ask our host to do it uh, for you. <laughs> so um, at the conclusion of uh, the presentation, um, we ask that you kind of get into a, a raised hand queue. So as you heard from Chanel's message, there are multiple ways to raise your hand. Hopefully you guys, whatever device you're on, you pick that up. So that shouldn't be a pro problem. So um, at a little before the top of the hour, Allison re will remind me that uh, we need to do a little ACB Diabetics in Action information. Um, so that you guys can all know how to reach us both on the web and via email um, so you can uh, learn more about what we do. So having said those basic housekeeping reminders, um, I would love to take this opportunity to introduce our presenter. Um, Andy, re Andy really needs no introduction. Andy Burstein is, is the CEO of Accessible Pharmacy. Uh, uh, Accessible Pharmacy is a great friend uh, to ACB Diabetics in Action and vice versa. We've been working together for several years. Um, we've, Andy has supported our events, we've supported his events, so we have a great uh, partnership going on here. Um, so tonight, Andy has the dubious honor of helping us do some spring cleaning. And what do we mean by spring cleaning? Um, there are lots of things that I'm sure Andy's going to touch on, but some of the things that, that we thought about uh, when we were thinking about this presentation was um, how many of you have unused or expired meds sitting around in your house? I bet there are a lot of hands went up there. Uh, so Andy's going to tell us how to properly dispose of that, not just flush it down the toilet. That's a no-no, but Andy will tell us how to do it right. Uh, he'll talk to us about making sure you have a sharps container for all the different sharps you have so that Nobody in your household or a garbage collector or somebody gets poked by something you don't want them to get poked by. Um, they'll talk about recycling, recycling medication packaging. That's curious to me, Andy, because I'm not really sure exactly what that means. Um, and then my, medication identification, which is probably one of the most important things. So we don't make mistakes dosing our medications, especially for those of us around multiple uh, medications. So. So I'm gonna give uh, Andy uh, pretty much free reign here to do as he wishes. Uh, as you heard him say earlier, for those that were here, he's he's on he's flying solo tonight. So let's let's give him a, a welcome and uh, listen to what he has to say. So Andy, without further ado, uh, the floor is yours, my friend. All right, all right. Thank you so much, Tom. I forget, sure. you, didn't you used to have a radio show? Because you, you have a cool radio voice. I think, I, didn't you tell me you used to like be a DJ or something? Oh, that's Am I Larry. That up? <laughs> what? No, I'm, I'm kidding you. That's Larry. Larry's got the radio voice. Uh, I, okay. 
I don't know. No, I, I've never done radio. I'm a fundraiser by background. So if you need me to help you raise money, I'm your guy. <laughs> All right. Well, well, plan B, you can be on the radio, you know, <laughs> fundraising well, doesn't you, work, you know. Thank you for the compliment. I appreciate <laughs> yeah. that. But I think I'll defer to the re real radio guy, and that's Larry and John Gassman. <laughs> yeah. When I, was, when I was in college, I had a, a, a radio show. I don't think anyone ever listened to it, but I had a lot of fun with it. Um, oh, I think that's fun. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. Uh, but that being said, so, so thank you so much, Tom, and, and thank you, sure. everyone, from the you know, everyone who's joining me today and the rest of the Diabetics in Action Committee. Um, yeah, just thank you. I, I appreciate you making time for me. And I have to say, like, like Tom sort of, like, challenged me here. Um, I speak about accessible pharmacy till my lips turn blue, like, 24-7. I love telling our story. We have a cool story. We love, as a company, everyone in our company, we love what we do. It's incredibly rewarding. And I, I could speak for two minutes or, or two days about what we do. Um, but to go a little, like, off you know, topic and speak about spring cleaning and how it relates to how, how do I connect the dots of spring cleaning and uh, Earth Day or Earth April is Earth Month. How do I connect it to that? How do I connect it to medication and connect it to diabetes? And uh, it was a cool challenge. So um, I have a lot of news and updates and information, some statistics, um, and hopefully everyone can walk away, you know, thinking like, huh, that was really interesting. I learned a little bit um, and, I, and uh, everyone grows a little bit from it. Uh, and obviously, I'd love to, you know, I'm not going to speak for too long because I'd love to open the floor and have a dialogue and a conversation about this. So um, that being said, I recognize some of your names. I'm not sure how many of you know who we are, what we do. Um, I figure I could spend a few minutes talking about who we are and what we do, how we came into being, um, share some updates. And there's actually some pretty interesting updates related to diabetes, too, that I'm excited to share with everyone. Um, and then we can jump into the spring cleaning. Um, so for those of you who are not familiar with us, we are accessible pharmacy services for the blind. We are a home delivery pharmacy service. We specialize in patients who are blind, deaf blind, and have low vision. We are the only provider of its kind in the world. And we are the largest blind owned healthcare company in the country. We used to say we we're the largest blind owned healthcare company in the world, but we just met a guy from South Korea who's, who's a little bit bigger than us and he's blind. So we're scaling it back to the largest blind healthcare company in America. Um, the background of the company, I started the company with my business partner, Alex, who unfortunately could not be here tonight. Um, I, I knew Alex, I met Alex and I met through Little League. Our kids used to play ball together. And about like six years ago now at this point, I, I was running a healthcare marketing firm and we were just developing strategies around accessibility in general. Uh, our clients were in the healthcare space, like uh, healthcare systems, physicians offices, the pharmaceutical industry, medical device companies, the, the veterinary industry. And we were developing strategies to help them be more accessible. We were playing with some technology. Um, and I was like, ah, I'm gonna reach out to that blind guy from Little League and pick his brain. So I got Alex's email address and I shot him an email and I was like, hey, do you remember me? Our kids were on the Lions together. Um, do you wanna meet up for a cup of coffee or a beer? I'd love to just get your perspective on something. So we met up and I got to hear Alex's story. Uh, Alex was diagnosed with retinitis pigmentosa in his teens. Uh, he went to college at UNLV in Las Vegas. He wanted to be in the hospitality industry. And so he was taking classes at UNLV. He was working part-time in the casinos and the hotels. Um, he actually graduated and started working in, in a hotel. Um, but by the time he was 25, he lost all of his usable site. And so he moved back to Philadelphia. Oh, by the way, I'm here in West Philadelphia. Alex lives in Center City. Um, and our headquarters is actually in Bucks County, for those of you who are familiar, suburban Philadelphia. But uh, Alex moved back to Philadelphia, and he ultimately earned a PhD 
Um, and he wrote his doctoral dissertation loosely just about the, the, the consumer experience for, for blind consumers in America, really uh, understand, you know, breaking down retail accessibility. And within it, there was a whole section on healthcare. And, you know, Alex really helped me understand the challenges that he as an individual, but his academic research, like, really validated, but the challenges facing the blind community when it comes to navigating healthcare, you know, whether that be, you know, getting your insurance lined up, uh, ending up in the emergency room, scheduling a doctor's appointment, going to a physical pharmacy, managing medication, managing diabetes, um, et cetera, et cetera. And so this one-time cup of coffee became a pretty regular occurrence. Our kids actually went to school like two blocks from each other. And there was a cafe right in the middle. So we would drop our kids off at school. And like once a week, once every other week, we would meet up for coffee and just brainstorm ideas. And you know, we came up with this like novel idea, which was like, what would it be like if we created a healthcare company from the ground up that merged healthcare and accessibility? And really tried to identify the challenges that individuals who are blind face in this model and try to make sure that every touch point is as accessible as we can make it be. And so we wrote a business plan and uh, we decided to launch our company in April 2020, we, uh, right at the beginning of the pandemic. We decided <laughs> to focus on the pharmacy vertical first and then slowly start to layer in other healthcare services. Um, we, we, we brought in a third business partner as well. Uh, Dr. Jason Barrett, uh, who has his doctorate in pharmacy. And, and Jason spent the first 20, 25 years of his career really focusing on personalized medication solutions for individuals with cognitive and intellectual disabilities. So when we met Jason, it was like, he was like, I, I got this. He goes, I need to learn more about, you know, the blind community and, and, and solutions for empowering individuals who are blind to manage medication or manage diabetes. But, you know, we can get to work on this and we can make, we, we can make this happen. And so we launched our company in April 2020. Uh, fast forward to today, we have about 65-ish employees. 25% uh, of our staff are blind themselves. Um, and we're growing. And what's cool is our growth, our growth comes a few ways. Obviously, we have geographic growth. Uh, we're now, we provide services in 32 states, plus DC and Puerto Rico. And we're, we're slowly starting to add states. Um, uh, we add new patients. Every day. Oh, I see Terry just joined. Hello, Terry. It's Andy. Um, we had patients every day. But the exciting growth, and the thing that's actually fueling the growth of our company, is uh, it's, it's from our patients. You know, our, our patients actually, it's amazing when you sincerely invite someone to give you feedback about what you're doing right and what you're doing wrong and how you can be more accessible and personalize medication. Like, have a conversation with a patient before you ship them their meds and ask them, like, who are you? Like, what's going on in your world? What's your level of eyesight? What's working for you with your medication management? What are your biggest challenges? Um, you know, are you comfortable with technology? Do you read Braille? Do you still have, can you still read like a large font? What's your primary language? And you really break down for the patient and, and solve problems for the patient and, and listen to what the patient says about solutions that they've identified in the marketplace. Um, you can get a patient to a better space, get them to live more independently reduce the stress of medication management and diabetes management, um, and ultimately get them to live healthier lives. And so that's what we do as a company. Um, and we're agnostic towards solutions. It's a combination of different kinds of creative, accessible packaging, accessible labeling, uh, free home delivery. By the way, all of our packaging and labeling is free as well. Uh, education, support. Um, and it's, it's a work in progress. You know, our, our name is Accessible Pharmacy Services. 
but we're really just scratching the surface when it comes to accessibility. Uh, we learn every day. You know, accessibility is not not like a uh, there's not like a finish line where you cross it and you're like, oh, that's it, we're accessible. Um, it's ongoing, and so uh, we're pretty excited to be uh, doing what we do, to be part of the community, um, and, and it's really awesome. So that being said, I'm going to transition away from here. Um, let me get my Tom Tobin notes up. Uh, so a few just uh, quick updates about what we're doing as a company before I jump into spring cleaning. Um, for those of you who are familiar with some, you know, some of the things we do, we do run a collection of webinars throughout the year. Um, our webinars are on demand. Uh, we get feedback from our patients about topics that interest them. Uh, we have our staff, our, our entire sales force is blind. So we have Friday meetings and we always talk about new ideas. So this year we have a few lined up. We have a, um, on June 16th, uh, we have a webinar that's focusing on blindness and glaucoma. Uh, we have two pretty incredible presenters. We have uh, the president and CEO of the Glaucoma Foundation and the head glaucoma specialist from Columbia University's ophthalmology department. Uh, so we're pretty jazzed about them. They actually just started sharing with us some of the stuff that we're doing that they're gonna be speaking about and uh, it's gonna be awesome. We're gonna be doing a, uh, a program in this later in the summer, focusing on um, just clinical trials. Uh, we have a few different groups. I'm not, one is the, the National Eye Institute, which is it's pretty incredible, but there's a bunch of different layers we're gonna speak about related to uh, um, clinical trials. Uh, obviously vision related clinical trials. Um, we're going to be doing a program on mental health. Uh, we have some, we have some pretty cool speakers. We have uh, two psychologists from Philadelphia, both of whom are blind themselves. And nothing you need to be blind to be a therapist, to be able to connect to the blind community, but they just have unique insight. Um, our chief medical officer is going to speak about genomic testing and the genomic relevancy uh, of certain medications. Um, and we're going to have someone speak from the new upgraded 988 hotline. So for those of you who aren't familiar with it, there used to be the, uh, the suicide prevention hotline. They've now expanded it during the pandemic and they did a soft launch last year where the nine it's, it's now 988 instead of dialing 911 for an emergency, you dial 988 and you can speak to, um, a therapist or a social worker, um, who can guide you through mental health information, crisis information. But um, we're pretty excited about it. We were actually part of a, they, they came to us and they, they spoke with our team about ways that they could better serve the blind community. And uh, we think the feedback was valuable. We're going to find out. But uh, we're going to have one of the, them speak on our, uh, on our webinar. Um, so we're excited about that. And finally, we have an ongoing series about uh, diabetes, dealing with different topics related to diabetes. We do most of our diabetes presentations with uh, the University of Pennsylvania's Diabetes Education Center. Uh, with some pretty dynamic uh, individuals there that they can speak about, obviously, a full range of, uh, of diabetes topics. So uh, um, there's that. We have our second annual Blind Health Expo. Yeah. Uh, this yeah. year, it's going to be a two-day event. By, by the way, uh, Diabetics in Action was an exhibitor there last year. Um, we were. Can we, we, we want to add something to that, Tom? No, no. I just said we were, and we're going to plan to be there again. So thank right you. On. It's yeah. pretty cool. We're pretty excited. Like some of the awesome. feedback we got from people were like, huh, we did it on a Friday. They were like, could you do it on a Friday and a Saturday? So people who work could be there too. So we're doing that. We're having an award ceremony. Um, for those of you who attended, we had 118 exhibitors last year. Um, and we had thousands of attendees. Uh, it sort of blew us away. Our, our reason for doing it was like, huh, we work with so many different groups. 
whether it be nonprofit organizations, groups like yours, healthcare providers, um, uh, consumers, uh, government agencies, uh, academics, uh, and everyone's doing really good things. Uh, the, you know, the challenge we saw was that quite often we, we don't all share ideas with each other. We don't, we, all, we don't collaborate. So we were like, hey, let's throw like a virtual party and invite everyone. Um, and it was awesome. So we're hoping that next year is going to be even bigger and better. Um, so my final thing before I jump into, uh, oh, one other thing we're doing, we're going to be launching an initiative to target uh, individuals with dyslexia. Um, oh, I'm going to take a step back for a second. What's fascinating is that we launched our business focusing on blindness and low vision. But because of just like the, the model that we created, the personalized medication model and our universal design, other populations have gravitated towards us. So we started working with uh, the deafblind community, which then led into the deaf community, which then led to the people from the paralysis community, people with spinal cord injuries coming to us and saying like, we need support with packaging. And it's all about like, okay, there's different barriers to access for different populations. So how do we as a company without biting off more than we can chew, try to take steps to reduce barriers to different groups and make medication management and diabetes management more accessible. So uh, I was about to say, like, uh, we're going to be, there are a collection of fonts. My son has dyslexia. There are a collection of fonts that individuals with dyslexia find easier to read. Um, some are specifically designed for individuals with, with dyslexia, and some are just easier to read fonts. And so we're going to be launching a whole labeling initiative where individuals can actually choose uh, which of these fonts they want on all their packaging. So we're pretty excited about that. Um, here's the segue into the diabetes initiatives we're doing. Um, we got a call in the fall from someone from the Department of Health in Allegheny County. Allegheny County is like Pittsburgh. Um, and they were like, hey, we learned about you guys. We learned about the, some of the work that you do in the blind community. And we learned about your audio medication labels. So we have different talking medication labels. We work with Script Talk. We work with Waytag. We've developed some of our own technology. Um, and so they were like, we have 1,200 Afghani asylum seekers under our care. And not only do they not speak a word of English, um, half of them are illiterate. So they were like, those talking labels that you use for the blind community, can they read medication information out in Pashto and Dari? for these Afghani refugees. And so we did like a soft launch. We, we launched an initiative to really work with refugees and asylum seekers. We upgraded our software for our labeling system. And so um, it was interesting. We, we always thought it was unique. Like, hey, we have braille labeling systems and we have large font labeling systems. Everything was targeted in the blind community. Now we have a, a labeling system that can actually print medication labels in 200 languages. And our audio labels could do approximately 50 languages. So um, we, we just started rolling this out. And what's interesting, and you know, here's the segue into uh, diabetes. Um, we're going to be doing two studies starting this summer. Um, the first is with refugees. Um, and what's interesting is like, we're, we're confident knowing that like the work that we do empowers our patients and helps our patients, um, as I mentioned, like live more independently and manage their diabetes and manage their medication in a better way. Um, but we've never actually like documented it other than like, you know, conversations that we've had with patients. So we decided to uh, initiate doing some actual like long-term studies where we can track patients and get qualitative and quantitative feedback from them and, and publish uh, these studies that, that really can, you know, first of all, we'll learn obviously a great deal from it, 
but it can really help us validate the work that we do to other healthcare professionals or, or consumers who may be skeptical about what we do. So the first study is actually going to be uh, with a group um, in Philadelphia that is responsible for touching about 5,000 refugees who come into Philadelphia. Um, our study is going to be with Ukrainian immigrants who also have diabetes. So it's like, we were like, all right, let's, let's bring on the challenge. Let's not only deal with someone who's dealing with diabetes, um, let's make it so they're not familiar with Western medicine. They're not familiar with our with American medicine and the, the, the way that American medicine works. Um, and let's try to find some that don't speak a word of English. Uh, and so we're launching an initiative uh, and a study with this group uh, in, in Philadelphia. Um, we're actually gonna be publishing the results uh, at a peer-reviewed journal through University of Pennsylvania as well. So we're, we're pretty excited about that. The biggest diabetes study that we're going to be doing is actually, uh, it, it's a pretty big undertaking. Um, in, in the state of Pennsylvania, uh, the Pennsylvania Department of Aging administers a program. It's called the PACE program. And the PACE program is, it's a prescription assistance program. It's funded by the Pennsylvania Lottery. Okay. There's a billion dollars kicked into this fund every year. And it's essentially available for individuals in need. And there's lots of different criteria uh, to help pay for prescriptions, pay for insulin, pay for co-pays. Um, there are a whole range of programs that exist. Um, we got pretty lucky. There's a woman who works for us. Uh, she's blind. Uh, when she was in her 20s, she worked for the Department of Aging. And she connected us up with this group. And what was fascinating it was um, they were like, we have no idea who in our, they have 220,000 Pennsylvanians enrolled in their program. They're like, we have no idea who's blind. We, we don't even think to ask that on our, on our onboarding. Um, in addition, the way that you sign up for this program, it's a physical brochure with a, with a, a six page, uh, application. And there's a website that is so it's, it's, it's legally accessible. But it's so confusing and so clumsy, like you need a PhD to figure out how to, how to apply for this program. And so what initially started off as, hey, how can we identify uh, blind individuals who would be eligible for this program in this state? Then evolved into, you know, we think we have, a, this is them speaking, we think we have a great deal of individuals who are diabetic, who are either losing their sight or have lost their sight. Could we do some type of study with them? And so uh, they're actually coming to visit us next Thursday to like really discuss the parameters of this program. It's going to be a pretty extensive study, like the biggest study of its kind. We're a little intimidated by it, but we're, we're excited about it, obviously. Um, and I say intimidated by it, it's just, just a massive undertaking. We're taking 2,000 individuals who have diabetes, who are experiencing some level of vision loss or are blind. And we're going to be doing a two-year study with them to determine what kind of interventions we can do on our end that can get these people to uh, a healthier space. And so um, I'll obviously be sharing that information, you know, as time goes on. You know, obviously, if it if it yields the results that we think, you'll all hear about it because you'll you'll be like, "What's that noise?" That's Andy screaming from Philadelphia in excitement. That's what you'll hear. Um, it's a pretty big deal. So we'll keep everyone updated about it. We're pretty excited about it. Um, one final update is uh, we're, we just like last week, we hired our, this is our third summer where we have a, uh, we, we have, a, we got a grant through the New York uh, Commission for the Blind. 
It's administered through Visions in New York City, where we actually employ blind college students who want to pursue careers in healthcare. And so uh, we just we just finalized our program, uh, and they're starting on June first. So uh, we're pretty excited about that as well. And some of these things that we're talking about, it's a great opportunity for us to obviously learn from these students. They're all incredibly tech savvy, um, but uh, it's cool. We're going to actually get them involved in some of these studies as well. All right. So now I'm going to shift. Tom, before I shift into spring cleaning, is there anything you want to add or, or share or comment on? Uh, no, I'd say you're doing great. Keep going. And uh, I'd say we've got, um, I don't know, about 15 minutes or so, 20 minutes to. Uh, oh, okay. All right. I'll, I'll, I just want to make sure you leave enough, to, you know, like 15 minutes for some Q&A, 10 minutes Q&A. All right, perfect. All right, so let's jump into this for a tonight. So, yeah, perfect. This is cool. Okay, uh, all right, so you. spring cleaning. All right, Doing so great. what is spring cleaning? I'm thinking spring cleaning. All right, it's April. Earth Day is the middle of April. It's Earth Day. So, how can we talk about spring cleaning and connect the dots to some of the stuff we're talking about? Diabetes medication, medication packaging. All right. So, uh, as Tom mentioned, uh, you know, medication pollutes our environment. Okay. Uh, medication gets disposed of all the time, and more often than not, unfortunately, it gets disposed of improperly. You know, uh, medication more often than not is a collection of chemicals, and these chemicals can do, uh, do a great deal of damage to the environment. Uh, scientists have found, you know, when they when they do samples of like soil, uh, ground, um, water, air, there's medication sediments in there. Um, there was a study last year in the state of Washington where medication was found in over a hundred streams, um, in the state. Um, and even at low levels, uh, it, it you know, it not only hurt, impacts the water, you know, it impacts the, the, the fish and the wildlife, um, that, that are pretty dangerous. Uh, and obviously to water, what's interesting about water is, um, I, I asked this earlier, I'm not sure if anyone is here from Philadelphia, but, um, there was, a, there was something that happened two weeks ago in Philadelphia, and it ties directly into this. It really gave me a deep understanding about the implications. You know, when we drink our water, we don't think, you know, it, it tastes clean. You know, it, it seems clean. The government's telling us it's clean. Um, but there was a situation in Philadelphia last week, two weeks ago. Um, Philadelphia, center city Philadelphia is, is covered by two rivers, uh, the Delaware River and the Schuylkill River. Uh, on the Delaware River... Um, and Delaware, on one side of Delaware is uh, New Jersey, the other side is Philadelphia, and the Google cuts through Philadelphia. Um, there was a, a cargo ship, I guess, that was carrying late, liquid latex. And I don't know if it was punctured or what happened, but liquid latex seeped into the river. Okay? Um, I got what everyone in the city got one of those emergency text and audio alerts on their phone saying, do not drink the water. Uh, latex is spilled in the water and the water is not safe to drink. All right, so there's one and a half million people in Philadelphia. Everyone went into a panic, right? Like literally panic. All the grocery stores sold out of water. I remember like, I went to, I, I drove like, like 45 minutes to the suburbs and loaded up with cases of water. I still have some. So if anyone's in Philadelphia and you need water, call me. Um, so over the course of the next five days, Twice a day, the city would send out, it was, it was the top news story, twice a day would send out news alert, text alerts saying, the water is not safe to drink, the water is safe to drink, the water is not safe to drink, the water is safe to drink. And, we, and sometimes we get things like, the water is safe enough to drink, which, you know, I, I don't want the water to be safe enough. It's either safe or it's not safe. But it just got me thinking about, like, um, 
this was obviously a pretty egregious situation. Um, there's medication in the water and not all uh, municipality filtration systems, they're not all the same and they don't all clean the water. And so I'm not, I'm not sharing this to be an alarmist. Um, obviously your municipality would let you know and, and I drink the water from my tap every day and you know we're all fine, but you know, they're potentially a low level uh, of issue. Um, and so uh, that being said, medication. Uh, about a third of medication that is sold throughout the country in the year goes unused. Okay, obviously a lot of that's over the counter stuff. Like I have a bottle of ibuprofen that's 10 years old in my cabinet, right? I think I've used like 10 pills over the last 10 years. Um, unwanted medicines can, you know, end up uh, contaminating a lot of ways. One, Tom mentioned this earlier, like flushing medication down the toilet, that's a no-no. Um, throwing medication out in the trash, that's a no-no. Um, let me go through my notes. So how do you get rid of medication safely? And medication can, you know, can be unsafe because it's expired. You decided, or your doctor decided that you stopped taking it. You're doing a spring cleaning and you're just like, my medicine cabinet's bulging at the seams. I need to throw some stuff out. There are a lot of ways that you can dispose of medication safely. Um, on the simplest level, every time you go to your doctor, bring your unwanted meds, they can get rid of it. Your local police department can get rid of your meds for you. Your local fire department. Most local hospitals, most physical pharmacies have a, you, know, you can hand it to them behind the counter. Um, there's something that we're doing. For those of you on our email list, we did an email blast uh, last month. And if anyone's interested, uh, there's a, uh, a thing that we use, um, which is, uh, it's called Dispose RX. It's a, it's a little packet. It looks like, it resembles a sugar packet. Um, and you basically take a bottle of medication. You fill it up halfway with whatever the meds are in there and a little bit of warm water. And you empty the packet into uh, the bottle, close it, shake it up, and it neutralizes all the chemicals that exist in the medication. And then you can safely flush it down the toilet. Um, I'm sharing that with anyone. If anyone's interested, we'll gladly, for anyone here on this call, uh, we'll gladly mail you some, uh, a, a packet for free. Um, just email us your name and address to info, I-N-F-O, at accessiblepharmacy.com. Uh, we're going to be mailing a bunch out in the next week or two. So uh, just send us an email and we'll send you some. Um, there's other things that, that are of issue that end up in the trash that can be problematic when it comes to medicine. Oh, I'm sorry. Let me take a step back for a second. If anyone here on the call is concerned, like, I'm not sure if my medication is expired. I'm not sure if this is the right medication. You can call us on Be My Eyes. Uh, we're in the specialized help section and just have the bottle with you. Someone will answer the call. You can show the bottle, will help you identify it's if it's expired uh, or if it's your medication or someone else's or if it needs to be thrown away. So please feel free to call us. Um, old thermometers, not digital thermometers, but the old thermometers with the mercury in it. Similarly, take them to all those places. Don't just throw it in the trash. Um, sharps, okay? Sharps is a big issue. Seven billion with a B. Sharps are discarded in the trash every year. You know, just think about that. You know, Tom touched on like, yeah, the people who are collecting your trash, you're putting them at risk. Uh, people in your household are at risk. Um, I, I don't have to go through all the different things, you know, wildlife and so on and so forth. Um, so obviously, I'm assuming most people here are, are sensitive to uh, proper sharps disposal. Talk to your endocrinologist, talk to your police department, talk to your pharmacy, call us. There are lots of uh, 
free uh, Sharps containers out there. There's lots of great solutions. Talk to your diabetes educator. They'll talk your ear off about different ways to get rid of Sharps. Um, interestingly, last year, I mentioned 7 billion people are, uh, uh, Sharps are discarded. 850,000 people last year reported an injury due to Sharps that were not discarded properly. Like that's, that's critical mass. Um, that being said, finally, if anyone is interested, oh, most municipalities, call your city hall. Most municipalities have a Sharps disposal program. Um, there's also a website that you can go to called safeneedledisposal.org. That's uh, safeneedledisposal.org. You can also email them, info at safeneedledisposal.org. Um, you can ask them questions about uh, uh, Sharps disposals. Um, they can also connect you with someone in your local community. Um, a few other things, just some, what I found to be fascinating recycling statistics. Um, and a lot of this comes back to packaging. And by the way, like I'm not necessarily, if I, if I gave myself a grade for recycling, I'll give myself a C. Um, I used to be a D. Uh, what's encouraging for me is that uh, it's my kids that are actually motivating me to be more responsible with recycling. And uh, I will be a B before you know it. Um, I remember like, like when my kids were younger, my kids are 18, 17 and 20 now. But um, if I, you know, God forbid, threw like a piece of plastic out in the trash can, they would look at me like I was killing an endangered species with a baseball bat, right? And so uh, it's my kids that actually got me to be a little bit more sensitive to it. So I encourage everyone to uh, recycle. When it comes to packaging in particular, plastics, uh, com compliance packaging, you know, it, it isn't always, uh, can't just throw it out in the trash, recycle it. 40 million tons of plastic waste um, was recycled last year. Uh, every hour, Two point every hour, two point five million plastic bottles, whether it be drink bottles, medicine bottles, are thrown away in the U.S. Um, and seventy-five million tons of plastic are released into the ocean every year. Um, our medication that we send our medication out in is not biodegradable packaging. Um, it's interesting. Someone actually reached out to us last year, and they were like, "All this packaging is this like eco-friendly?" Uh, and the reality is, it's not. You know, if you're looking for eco-friendly biodegradable medication packaging, there are companies out there that do that. Um, obviously, we lead with accessibility. That, that's our core competency. So our goal is to make our medication packaging as accessible as possible, not necessarily the most environmentally friendly as possible. So we encourage people. Um, if anyone in the call of ours uh, here is a patient of ours, um, please recycle. Uh, that being said, what's what's the good news about recycling? 50 million tons of paper were recycled last year. 68%. Um, 91% of corrugated uh, cardboard was recycled. Um, let me see. I have some other cool statistics here. Uh, aluminum. Aluminum is, is actually, uh, uh, it only accounts for 1% of the waste, unrecycled waste uh, in the waterways uh, in the environment. Um, but, uh, and demand for aluminum is expected to grow. So there's a good likelihood if, if those statistics are, are synchronous, that hopefully, uh, they have a positive environmental impact. Um, glass is arguably one of the least expensive things to recycle. So, uh, you know, recycle your glass, encourage your local township to, to recycle. Um, it's a lot cheaper, as I mentioned, to recycle and to recreate it. 
Um, another category of waste that's a growing category of waste that we shouldn't underestimate uh, is electronic recycling. Um, computers, old phones, uh, gadgets. Uh, um, it's, you know, a, a lot of these things have mercury and lead in them, um, and they can be incredibly hazardous uh, to the environment. Uh, finally, uh, this is something that I don't, I don't know to what extent it pollutes the environment, but it's upsetting, and that is um, 6.92 million tons uh, of food waste was uh, wasted last year, thrown out. So, you know, obviously including people who are, are, are food insecure, who are hungry, um, uh, whether it be like you compost, you donate it to a food bank, you freeze it and eat it yourself, uh, you know, please be responsible with the, your eating. Um, so that being said, Tom, I try, I'm trying to keep it tight here. Um, how about if I pause for a sec? Uh, I noticed there's a handful of hands. Um, I'm gonna stop talking. We can open the floor to conversations or questions. Obviously, if anyone here uh, has a medication question and you're not comfortable sharing it in a group setting like this, you can email me directly uh, and I'll pass it on to a healthcare provider. It's My email is andy, A-N-D-Y, at accessiblepharmacy.com. Um, if you uh, wanna connect to us through Be My Eyes to learn about your medication packaging or expiration, um, obviously you can just check out Be My Eyes. We're in the specialized help section. You can also just, if you have an iPhone, just say, Siri, call Accessible Pharmacy. And depending on your settings, you'll either get put right through or Siri may say, do you mean Accessible Pharmacy in Feasterville, Trevos, Pennsylvania? That's us. And then you're going to put right through. <laughs> you know? So yeah, it depends on your settings. So uh, it's all good. So thank you, everyone, again. Thank you again, Tom. Uh, um, and uh, Oh, our, our website is AccessiblePharmacy.com. Oh, here's another thing. We just, up, we just did, launched our new website two weeks ago. So uh, if anyone goes to our website uh, and you notice something that needs to be a little bit more accessible, um, please email us and let us know. It's, it's a work in progress and uh, we're making tweaks to it every day to uh, make it as strong as it can be. Yeah. So Art, right, I'm really done talking. Thank you again. No, it's, no, thank you for your great information. And I love the things you're doing in the diabetes space. And the Be My Ice thing is a great partnership uh, for sure. Uh, so I don't know if we have any uh, accessible pharmacy patients on the line tonight, but um, what I hear from folks that are patients of yours, Andy, is that the experience is very personal and your team goes above and beyond the call of duty to make sure that the care that you give to each of your patients is personalized and, um, you know, really detailed. So I think that's probably one of your greatest strengths. Um, Thank you. So we, we, yeah, and absolutely. I mean, we appreciate you being here tonight and uh, obviously you're a good friend to ACBDA and, uh, we've got some time for questions. So my host, my friend, Allison, uh, people are being very well behaved tonight. Thank you all. For Actually, Tommy, before you, before you pass the mic, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to reciprocate and share a compliment back to you. Um, we had a patient who referred to you guys. Um, and I, I forget her exact terminology, but she was like, she loves it. She's so glad that she, that, that she joined uh, Diabetics in Action. So you and I can regroup offline. And I'll, I'll, I'll let you know her name. Thank you. Well, it's that's why I, I, I am deeply passionate about coalitions and partnerships. They work and uh, it can be mutually beneficial. And at the end of the day, it just helps the people we want to help. So Allison Smitherman, do yes, we have any sir. hands raised, my dear? We do have a couple at the moment, Tom. And first up, we have Terry. Terry. Thanks, Allison. You're welcome, Andy. 
Um, thank you, Andy. Thank you, Tom. Thank you, Ellison. Thank you, Larry. Um, I don't know who else is on the team tonight. Apologize, I was late. Um, all I have to ask is, um, I'll do one question because I know there's other hands up. Um, Andy, the research project, um, okay. is there time to add on the arm? And I know we discussed this a year or two ago regarding um, coming up with a medical administration record, a MAR for people. Um, I have spoken to several physicians and they said the pharmacy who does that first is going to be groundbreaking. So is there <laughs> any way that you and I can talk offline about adding that into the research arm? Yeah, I mean, the, the answer is yes. Um, okay. They're, 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 they're the group from Harrisburg is our state capital. So that's where they're all from. There's a, there's a whole caravan coming to visit us next Thursday. Um, well, you, you know, and we're going to be speaking about the parameters of it. So I don't, to be frank with you, like we threw out to them a proposal. Um, they said yes to everything. So we're going to break things down. A lot of it's going to be dictated by the state, but um, I obviously, I would love to explore that. Yeah, because, you know, last week was National Patient Safety. No, uh, last month was National Patient Safety Month. And right medication, right time, right route, you know, the five rights. And I know there's funding out there for research and home care. And we all know that self-care um, is, um, you know, important is health care. And we need mm -hmm. to be in, diligent in that. Okay, I have another no, question. But the but the hold on, Terry. Build on that. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say we need to get to our next uh, question. Yes. Thank you, Andy, so much. And I'm so excited about be, um, that you guys are accessible on Be My Eyes. Oh, oh yeah. cool. Oh, Terry, just to build on that real quickly, the, the Pennsylvania Department of Health is donating lab uh, tablet computers to all the people in the study yeah. so that we can oh. engage them. So there may be another angle there, too. Cool. Okay. Well, we'll definitely talk offline. Thank you, Andy. All right. All right. Cool. Thanks. Allison, our next hand, please. Okay, our next hand is Debbie. Hi, Andy. Hey, Debbie. Hey, you and I know each other. <laughs> Not yes. really, but you assisted me uh, with the Florida Council of the Blind and using my camera for the last year's convention. <laughs> oh, right, right on. So, you, you, know, you know, Marianne works with us, Marianne Grignone? Right, right, okay. yeah. But anyway, um, I was just wondering, I... Uh, signed up to receive one of your um, medication disposal kits. I don't okay. know if I made it into the first hundred or not, but is that um, the disposable RX? Yes. That yeah. You we're, were we're discussing we're, early. Yeah, earlier? we're planning on mailing them out. We're going to send you an email if you signed up for it. Then and you, you and I can connect. If you, I'm, I'm sure you're on the list, um, okay. but uh, I'll send it to you. We're sending out an email next week with in exact instructions on how to do it. Okay. Um, that being said, once it's done, I'd love your feedback about sure. how, how good okay. it was. And also, is a used sensor from like uh, a continuous glucose monitor, such as Libre or Dexcom, since it has that little filament that sticks out when you take it off, is that considered a sharp? Huh. I have this. It is sharp, but is it considered right. an A sharp? When I think of A sharp, I think of like because I've been just throwing them out. You know, I yeah. kind of flatten that thing down, and yeah, I don't so think I don't sharp. think it can penetrate the skin, so. Debbie. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it takes you know the applicator when you apply that it takes pretty good force right. to apply that sensor. So, yeah, I think if somebody were to touch that filament, it would just bend over. 
You know what, Debbie? Probably. I got to ask you that. I'm intrigued by this. I'm going to ask around. I don't know. I don't know the answer. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Thanks, Debbie. Okay. Thank you, <laughs> Allison. Yes, sir. Okay. Next up, we have Jane. Jane. Hello. This hey, is Jane. awesome. Thank you. I'm Jane from Falmouth, Massachusetts, on Cape Cod. And do you have a phone number that people can call besides? Oh. Jane, and my here. other question is. Because I want to talk to you offline. I've got, I'm a health, former healthcare professional who okay. is blind. I have retinitis and pigmentosa, and I have a syndrome of RP called Bardet-Beetle syndrome. I don't okay. know if you've heard of it or if you work with people of it, but it encumbers every system of your body. And my other question is, does this company uh, have outreach and help people navigate the health insurance problems? All right, so I'll answer a few of those things. Uh, so, Andy, I'm not real, sure. quick, real quick, um, I know you sent a text or the chat out. If you could verbalize, we're recording this. If you could verbalize your phone number, that would be good. Absolutely. All right, so I'll answer oh, okay. each of those questions. So just, our phone so number is... Pharmacy? Yeah, so our website's accessiblepharmacy.com. Our phone number is 888-633-7007. That's 888-633. 633-7007. And by the way, it starts with a phone call. Don't go to your doctor and say, oh, just send the message. Exactly. That's what I want to do. I want to call you people yeah. because yeah, I have lots first. of questions. I don't want to ask them tonight, but I just wanted, my question is being a healthcare professional and working with advocacy, I know that people don't understand why things are billed, how they're billed, things like that. And do you have seminars or outreach to help people like that? So a few things. One, we help our patients uh, with open enrollment decisions. Um, we advocate, we actually advocate on behalf of our patients to uh, that the uh, insurance companies for reimbursements. Specifically, we do a great deal of work around like eye drops in particular to get extra eye drops, to get early eye drop, uh, you know, distribution. Um, last year at, at our Blind Health Expo, CMS actually exhibited um, and we're looking to get them more involved. Uh, it's obviously a lot of bureaucracy. Um, okay. So th that's the extent to which we help people. So okay, when is your blind expo? Then I'm not, that's my other question. Oh, it's uh, December 1st and 2nd. We'll be sending emails around. Yeah. Um, September, to, you uh, said? December. December. December 1st and 2nd. Yeah. And okay. Jane, this Thank is you. Tom. I will Jane, be calling is... you. Jane, oh, thank you, you very much. Just one last thing I want to add to your question. Um, as part of our summer convention programming, we'll be having a speaker speaking to us on July 5th uh, that is a subject matter expert on the ins and outs of Medicare. So Ooh. definitely come and tune into our convention programming over the uh, National Convention Week with ACB. Um, I'll so, be yeah, there, because I, I know. I know you will, so I just want you to be aware is, of it. Yep. Look out for the older people. Yep, so good. All right, well, good. Thank you. Thank you, Allison. We have up next, we have Paul. Paul Lewis, I believe. Okay, thank you. Andy, I just had a quick question for you. Sure. How are you, Paul? I'm good. I used to talk to you all the time, and then you ha uh, hired Marianne, and we're in the same chapter. <laughs> Florida. Marianne, she's actually in two chapters. She's in the Pennsylvania yeah, chapter I, and a Florida chapter. I know. Yeah, I know that. Um, I am. Uh, I received a pancreas transplant in 2012, so uh, according to Medicare, I'm no longer a diabetic. 
Um, but I have started. Wait, 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 wait. Pause for a second. Are you serious? Yeah. After three years, if the transplant is working, uh, Medicare does not consider you symptomatic. And uh, they no longer consider you uh, having the illness. And that's more so with kidney failure, uh, wow. which can be more dangerous if you got, say, if you had a, uh, got a transplant in your 30s, you're wow. pretty much got to lunch as far as costs. But I was, um, I've gone back to an endocrinologist as a backup, and I wanted to get one of the Prodigy meters to use just to do a uh, occasional check. Sure. Uh, would it be best for me just to call you guys direct or go through my endocrinologist to order it for me? No, just call us. We actually have the, the talking prodigies uh, in stock. Uh, we can actually help you. We can pre-program it for you if you want to. Okay. Well, that, uh, that would be uh, uh, great. Appreciate There's it. There's also, if you want, on our website, we have, I think it's on there, we have archived webinars. Uh, we did a webinar with the, the, with prodigies themselves. There, uh, some people from their team actually presented with us. Um, and they just wow. break down the Prodigy devices. So if it's helpful to yeah, you. I think, I think I remember that one. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks, Paul. Welcome. Allison. Yes, we have Terry with her hand raised again. Any other questions before Terry? Or is she no, the only one no. with the hand raised? She's the only one. Okay. Mm -hmm. Terry, go ahead. Um, thank you, Allison and Tom. Um, Andy, I just want to say thank you so much um, for all your team did with my dad. Um, hospice was very amazed of all the great support and the personal touch. I want to try to make your life a little easier. Um, for anybody who's out there, just to add on to the 899, um, when, no matter where you are, dial 211 and that will connect you to the human services. So Andy, I wanna make sure that Accessible Pharmacy is listed as a national resource mm. with 211. Then your other number to call your government agency for your municipal connection for your SHARP container and stuff, don't worry about looking it up, it's 311. Wherever you live, you dial 311 and that connects you to your government agency. And so, to correct you, it's 988. You said yes. 899. Oh. <laughs> yeah, not yet. Exactly. So nine, 988, yeah. guys, not 899. Yeah. yeah. So the numbers to remember as we all say goodbye to 411 is uh, 211 for uh, human services wherever you are in the United States, 311 for your government agency. So if you need to talk to your county, it, it just depends where it goes. And then 988 for is the National Suicide uh, Crisis Hotline. And then, of course, our friends at 911. So, okay. um, Thanks, Andy, thank you so much. And regarding the Freestyle Libre, of course, I called the company. Um, the injector that you use, it recoils and, dis and um, disposes the and um, the sharp is not there. That's the um, soft, like an IV, and that okay. is considered disposable. Um, now, regarding yeah, but you should real, you should recap it though. Re recap. Oh yes, yes. But the I'm talking about the sensor. The needle's still there, Terry. It's just it's not it's, exposed. So. Right, because it resends inward. That was an FDA Correct. requirement. And Correct. but the um, but the device. Um, 
the application of the 14-day, that's an IV catheter. And so that is considered, if it's not soiled, um, because working in the healthcare field, um, you know, it's it's regular trash. It's not a sharps trash. Okay. Tara, we so. got we got to move on. Thank you. Yes, uh, thank one you. One more question, Allison. I think we've got time for one more. If I look at my watch, it's a little before five of. Yeah. Well, I've got about um, nine minutes till, and uh, okay. there are no oh, excuse me, no raised no hands. Raised hands. Okay. Nobody has any questions. Okay. Well, we've got a few minutes to kill. Andy, any other comments you'd like to talk about before we? Uh, do our closing remarks and all that good stuff. Hold on. I had one other cool statistic that I was trying to find. Hold on a you second. I love your statistics. I love oh, your thank statistics. You, thank you. Thank <laughs> you. Uh, where is it? Oh, here, here's a trivia question. Uh, a million dollar prize if anyone can guess this right. Million dollars. <laughs> I'm joking, but whatever. How long does it take a plastic bottle to uh, degrade? Oh, God. 200 years. I don't know. Yeah, 450. Wow. So right? don't throw your bottles out the window, folks. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Or your yeah. great, 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 great grandchildren will uh, be dealing with the pollution. The thing that's amazing to me is the statistic you talked about, what, 75,000 tons or millions of tons of trash in our oceans? That's just scary. Yeah, isn't that nuts? I wish somebody would invent, I know they're out there, some of those companies would invent a way you know, to collect that stuff, you know, and, you know, somehow figure out a way to monetize it. Cause I mean, there, there's gotta be a way to get that stuff out of the ocean. Um, yeah. You know, I often like see and hear like, you know, uh, interesting people doing interesting things, but it's always in a micro level. There's nothing that's actually like, you know, covering like all the macro, oceans and, and, yeah, and yeah. you know, gentlemen, um, I'm yep. just going to butt in real quick to let you know, we do have a couple of raised hands. Okay. You might have told um, me to take one or two more. Uh, well, Becky wanna... hasn't spoken yet, so perhaps we need to go with her. Becky. Hi, Hi Andy. Becky Dunkerson from Iowa. Um, one of the questions that I have is my company has, in all of their infinite wisdom, decided that 2023, um, my local pharmacy is no longer able to uh, dispense my medication for me. Um, sure. The reason is, is they want us to go to a 90 day supply mail order. Yeah. And I'm not even going to get into all the company names, but um, my question is, um, and, and I may give you a call tomorrow and, and see, you know, if you can help me out with this, because I really don't want to switch to the only two. They're, they're only offering two local chain places or I can do this mail order and I really did not want to do mail order just for personal reasons but how if a person has a, a prescription and they want to switch to accessible pharmacy do we contact you and then you take over yeah exactly good, good question first of all we are licensed in Iowa um, so just call us We'll, we'll get an idea about like, you know, the types of medications you take, the types of packaging you may like, labeling you like. Um, we'll contact your prescribers if it's relevant, get feedback from them. We'll contact your insurance company to determine eligibility. It takes about a day. We'll call you back and assuming you want to move forward, we'll reach out to your existing pharmacy and transfer all the records over. And the next time you're due for your meds, it'll just show up at your front door. As okay. far as 30 days versus 90 days, that's dictated by the insurance companies usually. 
And so yeah. if your insurance company will allow us to send you a 90 day supply, it's actually better for us because we're paying the freight. So I'd rather ship you one package than three packages. Sure. Okay. So you take care of doing all the legwork. I just contact you and you do everything from there. Exactly. Perfect. Perfect. Oh. How are we doing on time, Allison? Uh, I've got five minutes still. And do one we, more question. Okay. We got Terry. Again. Terry, anybody else? Nobody else. Quick, quickly. I'll just reach out to Andy personally. Thank you so much. Yeah, that's good. All right. Well, um, as we close down this wonderful um, presentation, Andy, I want to thank you for being our guest tonight. Always informative. Uh, I love your statistics and your uh, fun facts. That's always good to hear about what's going on. Um, I want to thank Allison for being our host. Um, uh, great job, Allison, as always, for supporting uh, our affiliate and doing some great work. And thanks to all of you who are here tonight. A um, couple pieces of information I just want to share before we close out. Um, <clears throat> the next Friends Helping Friends Casual Chat is this Saturday, the 15th at, at 5 o'clock. So come and join us if you'd like to get involved in a casual chat. Our second casual chat for April will be on, uh, let's see here, the 24th at, at uh, 7.30 p.m. Eastern. These are all Eastern times, so mark those down. Um, our website, for those of you that don't know, is uh, www.acbda.org. Um, you can look, uh, find out more about our affiliate. You can also click on the membership link if you want to join. We'd love to have you. Um, and if you have any questions or um, suggestions for future uh, presentations, send us an email, which you can do at acbdaorg at gmail.com. Um, am I missing anything else, Becky or Teresa? I think I covered them all, but did I get them all, guys? You did. Next month. Sugar Warrior t-shirts. Oh, yes. Yeah, go to our website if you want to buy a cool and be the coolest, the coolest cat in town. <laughs> get yourself a Sugar Warriors T-shirt. They're both uh, visually and tactically accessible. So, again, you can go to our website and you can find it from there uh, at acbda.org. So, and if you that, have any, go ahead. you have any questions or questions, email us uh, next. Yep. Our speaker is going to be somebody from the TSA to help guide us through travel and that sort of thing. Thank you. Yay. Sounds good. Yep. Well, thanks everybody for being here tonight. Thank you again, Andy, for being our our guest, and we'll we'll see you uh, the next time, guys. Take care. Good night. Hey, thanks so much, Tom, and thank you everyone else. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Good night, everyone.